0: Good evening, my friends, and welcome back to 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens, that's me, where I host a creepy double feature every night in October. Come join me, won't you? my friends, it is October 27th, and tonight is Halloween TV Night on 62 Horror Movies, where we're going to talk about the two television series that I think have done Halloween the very best, and those are The Simpsons and Roseanne, uh, both from the the early to mid-1990s. And... The Sim- We're just going to start off with The Simpsons' Treehouse of Horrors. Um, these episodes are notoriously uh, difficult for the writers to create uh, because there's so much more involved, because there are three stories instead of just one story, so you have to pack a lot of stuff into a very short amount of time. And because they're horror specials, the animation is also a lot, lot more involved than it usually is. And the re- we really should call them the Simpsons Halloween specials, um, because that is what they're called on screen. Um, Treehouse of Horror was the title of the first Halloween special that was released in season two. Uh, so they've all kind of Come under that umbrella, but technically on screen, they're The Simpsons Halloween Special, and in season two, the introduction and opening credits goes like this. I'm just gonna play the whole thing for you. Hello, everyone. You know how. Is a very strange holiday. Personally, I don't understand it. Oh, kids worshiping ghosts, pretending to be devils, oh, things on TV that are completely inappropriate for younger viewers. Things like the following half hour. Oh, nothing seems to bother my kids, but tonight's show, which I totally wash my hands of, is really scary. So if you have sensitive children, maybe you should tuck them into bed early tonight instead of writing us angry letters tomorrow. Thanks for your attention. So in these opening credits we're going into Springfield Cemetery, and there are all these tombstones that have interesting uh, names and uh, epitaphs on them, which the writers after a couple seasons Stopped using because it was too hard for them to keep coming up with new ones. Um, and in the final episode, the final Halloween special, they use the tombstones, and one of the tombstones actually says "amusing tombstones" uh, on it. R.I.P. Uh, so the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror episodes have not been good. In um, uh, probably, I'm gonna say. Everything after 1997, uh, after the ninth one, don't watch them. They're terrible. They ran out of horror tropes to do. Um, Half the time, they're not even scary. Uh, They're not good. But I'm going to talk about um, the ones that are good, the ones that are really, really good, the ones that are um, fine, and then forget the others. Uh, The introduction that Marge does in that first uh, Halloween special episode, Treehouse of Horror in season two, aired on October twenty fifth, nineteen ninety, was actually serious. Uh, they really thought that you know children might, or younger people watching the show might be t- like really scared by the content because uh, these specials go all out there. I mean, they're they're not part of the the regular show canon, so they can do crazy stuff and kill off characters and just. Go, go nuts for Halloween, as you should. Um, but the the Halloween specials actually ended up being the one of the most popular episodes in The Simpsons. And in that first one, uh, the sequ- the you know, they're a nod to the anthology film, too. Because the original, the first couple Halloween Simpsons specials have a wraparound story and then uh, three stories within it. So it's sort of a mini half hour anthology film. It's so good. Uh, So the first uh, special, uh, first segment is Bad Dream House, um, which is uh, a riff on the amityville horror and Poltergeist, specifically the ending of Poltergeist, Hungry Are the Damned, uh, which introduced the aliens Kang and Kodos, who have remained popular throughout the years and appear in every Simpsons Halloween special in some form or another, Uh, and Hungry Are the Damned is a homage to the Twilight Zone episode To Serve Man, and then, rounding out the first special, you have The Raven, Edgar Allan Poe's work, The Raven. And it is actually performed by none other than James Earl Jones, uh, who does a tremendous job. And it's, I think, one honestly, one of the best renditions of The Raven that I've ever seen. Um, Matt Groening, uh, the creator of The Simpsons... Uh, Really did not like the Raven segment uh, when it was being made, and he still doesn't quite like it. Um, I don't understand why, because it's brilliant. Just have, you know, Homer... Um, as the person experiencing the Raven mm-hmm. and Bart Simpson as the Raven itself. It just, it just works. It's lovely. Uh, following the following year on uh, season three, you know, have tree, uh, the Simpsons Halloween special two Treehouse house of horror two. Uh, I think this is one of the weaker ones, but it still has lots of good stuff in it. Um, and this one's the first tree house of horror wraparound is all about, um, them eat this family eating too much, uh, is all about the family uh, Homer listening to the children telling story scary stories up in the treehouse, which is from whence the episode gets its name and the franchise got its name. But the second treehouse of horror special is all about what happens to Lisa, Bart, and Homer after they've eaten too much candy. You know, Marge warns them that it'll give them nightmares, but they don't listen, but they have nightmares. Um, Lisa's Nightmare is a really fun riff on the monkeys, the classics short story, the Monkeys, Paul. Uh, Bart's Nightmare uh, is based on another Twilight Zone episode called It's a Good Life. Uh, and then Homer's Nightmare, which I think is in some ways the weakest of the three, is based on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein with um, Mr. Burns and Smithers create using Homer's brain to create uh, a robot. Um, has a fun ending, though. Um, and then there is Treehouse of Horror 3, which aired in Season 4 of The Simpsons on October ninth, 1992. And I saw this episode when it first aired. watched it live. I saw a commercial for it, and I was so, so excited. I thought it looked so cool. I was seven years old at the time. And um, I, even though The Simpsons was a show that, you know was considered not to be good for kids at the time. My parents did let me watch um, this ep- this episode, Treehouse of Horror 3. And I loved it. And I've loved these episodes ever since. And that is what made me a fan of The Simpsons. Um, and uh, seasons four and five of The Simpsons, I think most people agree, are the peak of the show. So I... Started watching it and became a fan, really, when the show was at its height. But in this special, you the first story you have is called Clown Without Pity, uh, which, again, is a riff on a Twilight Zone episode called Living Doll, except now it's a Krusty the Clown doll. Um, famously in this uh, episode... Um, Aunt Aunt Patty sees Homer running naked from the bathroom after the Krusty Dolls tried to kill him with a knife. And Patty says, there goes the last lingering thread of my heterosexuality. And many years later, the show would officially make Patty uh, being a lesbian canon. Uh, So that's a nice little precursor to that. Then you have King Homer, which is a parody of King Kong. And it was really notable uh, in that this segment is in black and white. Uh, It was the first time The Simpsons had done a black and white segment. Um, They weren't sure about it they were afraid that, you know, people watching might figure out, like, their true TVs were broken, uh, because this is back in the days when you could, you know, change the color saturation on your TV. Maybe you can still do that. I don't know. Who's, who has a TV, um, anymore? Uh, and then you have, I think, which was my, my favorite of this, uh, particular episode, Dial Z for Zombies, which is a parody of Virtually every zombie film made up to that point, but especially Return of the Living Dead uh, because the zombies want brains and it's all because... snowball to the simpsons cat dies and bart wanders into a hitherto undiscovered occult section of the school library which i loved as a kid and wished that my school library had one uh and he does this spell that in en- raises all the dead um and lots of dead people including for some reason um Really famous people like Albert Einstein and William Shakespeare Um, in the world of the Simpsons Halloween specials. They're buried in the town of Springfield for some reason. Um, Has a really famous line. Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders. And Homer says he was a zombie. Uh, Then you have Treehouse of Horror 4, which was from season five. Um, this is the last, the last special that used a wraparound storyline, and that wraparound storyline is a parody of Night Gallery, which was Rod Serling's second big horror TV show, um, that was made in the 1970s, uh, where it's these different, the horror stories behind these different paintings, um, And in this one, uh, first segment is called The Devil and Homer Simpson, uh, based on the short story, The Devil and Daniel Webster, uh, which has a trial between a human and the devil. Um, and this one's really, really fun because Ned Flanders, the character of Ned Flanders, who, you know, is this evangelical good-hearted Christian is actually the devil, uh, in this special, which is just a really fun reversal, um... Then you have Terror at Five and a Half feet, which, again, is based on a Twilight Zone episode, really famous one, called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, uh, which is when the uh, person on the plane, originally played by William Shatner, sees this gremlin on the wings of the plane trying to take it apart. Or is he just crazy? And then my favorite of... This episode is Bart Simpson's Dracula, uh, which was which is a parody of Francis Ford Coppola's movie Bram Stoker's Dracula, which came out in 1992, and Treehouse of Horror Four aired on October 28, 1993, just a year later. So, pretty recent parody and a really excellent parody. Um, with Mr. Burns as the Gary Oldman Dracula with the fun wig and stuff. Um, Just really, really, really great stuff. And then what perhaps might be the best out of all of the Treehouse of Horrors is Treehouse of Horror 5 from Season 6 of The Simpsons, aired on October 30th, 1994, and it contains by far, I think, the best segment in the Simpsons Halloween specials, The Shinning, which is, of course, based on Stephen King's The Shining, and it is an amazing parody and homage to Stanley Kubrick's film. Um, I don't I don't think it gets any better than this one. Uh, and this special also, the three stories have the thread in common that they all feature groundskeeper Willie getting killed with an axe, um in different contexts for different reasons. Then you have uh, the segment Time and Punishment, which is based on a short story called A Sound of Thunder by, Ray, by legendary uh, author Ray Bradbury, um, author of so, so many great books, um, most famous perhaps for Something Wicked This Way Comes, um, with Homer going back in time and different things happening. And then you have Nightmare Cafeteria, um, which is kind of based on the movie *Soylent Green* from 1973, but is just delightful because it ha- it takes place in the elementary school and lunch lady Doris, played by the great voice actor uh, Doris Grell, uh, decide decides to start uh, killing the children uh, and putting them into the food uh, which all the other school children and the adults eat. And the adults are in on the fact that they're killing children and, you know, being cannibals and eating them. Uh, But the kids don't know. But then they find out. Um, This is a pretty gruesome one, um, which I think think is quite lovely. Uh, So the first five Treehouse of Horrors are unquestionably the best ones. That is the cream of the crop uh treehouse of horror six also has some good elements in it you have attack of the 54 eyesores um which all these mascots and stuff come to life it's fine then you have nightmare on evergreen terrace with groundskeeper willie as a freddy krueger character sort of the simpsons version of a nightmare on elm street um which is pretty fun um Worth it. Worth watching this episode just for that. And then the final segment in *Treehouse of Horror* six is Homer um, cubed, uh, which is based on the episode, the uh, *Twilight Zone* episode *Little Girl Lost*. And this episode is famous for uh, its cutting edge at the time 3D technology, where Homer goes into Basically, the internet becomes three-dimensional computer animated. And then actually gets popped out into the real world. And for the first time, you see a real, like, actual world that we're living in. Uh, with it, this 3D Homer walking around a, a street in Los Angeles. And he's saying, like, ooh, everything's so scary. Um, which, same. Uh, Treehouse of Horror 7 is okay has some fun things this is when uh they start running out of horror things to do and so they make original ones which are not always good but this *Trials of horror 7 is famous for uh citizen kang where the aliens kang and kodos are running for president by um impersonating diff- ac- different officials um bill clinton and uh al gore at the time i think um and it's been a while since I watched that one, but it has the fame, the famous line, you know, where the where they're revealed to be aliens, and they're like, "You have to vote for one of us," and then someone in the crowd says, "Well, I think I'm going to vote for a third party," and the aliens say, "Go ahead, throw your vote away," which is, I th- unfortunately, one of the most resonant resonant lines that The Simpsons. Ever did. Um, so that's from Treehouse of Horror 7 is from season 8 of The Simpsons. And that is where you should stop. Uh, after season 8 of The Simpsons, it, it is not good. The first 8 seasons are really, really good television. I like and just pretend that everything after season 8 doesn't exist. Um, but kudos for The Simpsons for still being on the air. Uh, I think they're on season 31 now or something ridiculous like that. Um, good for them. Um, yeah. So, uh, watch at least the first five Treehouse of Horror specials. Watch the first five. Then if you're hungry for some more, you can watch six, seven, and six, seven, and eight. Uh, but then, then no more. Um, yeah. So do that. And then we're going to come back for our second feature of the night. And these are, of course, the opening credits to Roseanne, classic sitcom from the late 80s and 90s. Uh, like The Simpsons, had five really excellent seasons. Um, season 6, 7, and 8 were fine. And then after that, just became an abysmal abomination. Uh, but Roseanne was a really important show for me growing up um, because you know, in case you've never seen it, um, Roseanne is a show about the Connor family who live in the small town of Lanford, Illinois, and they're a blue collar working class family. Um, often very poor, um, you know, struggling to make it. Um, and it was a, but like this really joyous and real depiction, uh, and, Occasionally, very, very moving and tough to watch uh, depiction of 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 an American family, and I grew up watching it with my parents and my grandparents. Uh, and I all I always identified with the show Roseanne. It was it was so much like the family in the world that I was growing up in. So I always had a soft spot st- for it, and still do. Um, but one of the things I chiefly love about Roseanne is the way they did Halloween. Um, because in most, you know, outside of the Adams Family and the Munsters, when you're thinking of traditional sitcoms about a family, the Christmas episode is always the big episode. Christmas is always the big holiday. But for the Connor family on Roseanne, Halloween was the big holiday, you know, Halloween was the holiday where they spent all their money, um, had amazing costumes year after year, uh, tried to scare one another um, and just in, truly enjoy and celebrate everything that is Halloween. And I, ad- I identified that very deeply growing up and still do. Um, so I'm going to talk about some of the Roseanne Halloween episodes and where to find them. The first Halloween episode they did was actually in the second season of the show. Uh, Roseanne had wanted to do a Halloween episode in the first season, but the producer said no. By season two, the show was number one, and Roseanne was basically in charge, and she got to do what she want, where the fuck she wanted. Um, so the first uh, episode, uh, Halloween episode of Roseanne is season two, episode seven, Call and it's called Boo, and it actually aired on Halloween in nineteen eighty nine. And in this episode, you have Roseanne and her husband Dan competing to see who is who can be who is which one of them is the scariest. Who is the true master of horror? Um, this is also the episode where Roseanne, for the first time, calls herself the Wicked Witch of the Midwest, um, which is fun. Uh, following that, uh, the next Halloween episode is Season 3, also Episode 7, aired on October 30th, 1990, and it is called Trick or Treat. Um, and this one is, is, I think, really interesting and memorable in ways it plays with uh, gender identity and gender expression. Uh, because Roseanne's Halloween costume in this episode is... Is she dresses as a male trucker, and she and her sister Jackie, played by the genius Laurie Metcalf, go to the local bar, and all the guys think think Roseanne is a man. Um, she passes as a man, and and so she gets into this this look into um, what all the men of Lanford are really talking about. Uh, the other storyline going on in Trick or Treat uh, is that DJ, who's the young son in the family, uh, dresses as a witch for Halloween, and his father, Dan, is very much not okay with that. He's like, don't you want to be a warlock, son? he's like, no, I want to be a witch. Um, you know, a witch with, like, a hat and, you know, and a dress and, like, shoes that aren't quite heels but are, you know, um, feminine. And, and and eventually Dan realizes that he's wrong in being weirded out by his son wanting to dress as a witch, dress in a different way. Um, and this episode's pretty special to me because I myself, in uh, when I was a, when I was a little kid, uh, for Halloween each year I was one of two things: I was either the vampire or I was the wicked witch. Um, I would alternate between them. I was definitely the wicked witch a little bit more than I was a vampire. Um, so that this episode always resonates with me personally. And Roseanne in, in its prime, like was a really progressive show, um, in a lot of ways. And as far as fen- feminism and LGBTQ rights, um, really advanced talking about those issues, um, those facts of life in ways that were really kind of revolutionary for the time period. The third Halloween special uh, comes in season four. It is season four, episode six, aired on October 29, 1991, and it's called Trick Me Up, Trick Me Down, and this is one that takes place at a Halloween that a Halloween party, and Roseanne is playing pranks on her uptight neighbor, Kathy Bowman. Um, yeah. And lots of different things happen at the party and, uh, including guest appearance by George Clooney. Um, George Clooney was actually on Roseanne early on, uh, in the first season, primarily very early in his career and was a love interest for Laurie Metcalf. And he, again in this movie. This is before he went on ER and then became hugely, hugely famous. Um, so after that, after that one, we have season five's Halloween episode. It's season five, episode seven, and it is fittingly called Halloween four, uh, aired on October 27th, 1992. And, uh, In the storyline of Roseanne, the oldest daughter, Becky, by this point, has suddenly eloped with her boyfriend, gotten married, moved out of the house. So Roseanne is very sad and depressed about that and and doesn't want to do Halloween, um, which shocks everyone around her because, you know, she's the queen of Halloween. So Roseanne is... With a nod to A la, A Christmas Carol's Ebenezer Scrooge, Roseanne is visited by the ghosts of Halloween past, present, and future um, to show her the meaning of Halloween and what happens if she does not celebrate Halloween and ends up convincing her to get out of her bed, get into a costume, and go, go to the local Halloween party. Um, And then season six, uh, season six, episode six, is Halloween 5, fittingly enough, the fifth Halloween episode, which aired on October 26th, 1993. By this time, uh, Roseanne and her sister Jackie have opened up a diner in Lanford called The Lunchbox, uh, and one of their employees is um, Nancy, played by Sandra Bernhardt. Nancy is uh, bisexual, um, and... Uh, this is another episode that I think does, is really interesting in the way it plays with views of sexuality and gender. Um, and then the other story in this is you have, you know, uh, Roseanne's daughter Darlene and her boyfriend David trying really, really hard to scare Roseanne, um, which is a very difficult thing to do. Um, and they almost succeed, Then the next one and the last one that I recommend you watch is season seven, episode six, Skeleton in the Closet, which aired on October 26th, 1994, which again takes place at a Halloween party. Again, also um, deals a lot with LGBTQ uh, issues and storylines in ways that are not insulting, um, which is refreshing for the mid 90s. Um, and there's also Estelle Parsons, the great Estelle Parsons, who plays Bev, Roseanne and Jackie's mother, um has a great bit in this episode where she uh deci- she finally gets to scare her daughters. Um it's great. Uh there are how ha- there are two more Halloween specials after that. Don't watch them. They're not good. But the the first, the first six Halloween specials from seasons three. Two through seven, those are ones that you should watch. So enjoy the Roseanne Halloween episodes and we'll come back and close out the night. My friends, thank you for joining me once again for 62 Horror Movies with Josh Hitchens. That's me. Next up, we are going to watch what has become a huge cult Halloween favorite. I am of course speaking of Disney's Hocus Pocus from 1994, or 93, excuse me. And then we are going to watch a Halloween classic that most people have never seen so bad it's great. The movie Satan's Little Helper from 2004. Both movies set on Halloween involving bad things happening to children. See you next time, my friends.